Okay, I'm recording, and I'm feeling great about it. And I don't even care that we just lost all that great audio. <laughs> just pure gold down the toilet. <laughs> because Calvin doesn't know how to run a fast track pro. It's been a while. Um, it has been a while. <laughs> and Noah got his hands on it, didn't he? Oh, my goodness. Jared, all my knobs, all my buttons, <laughs> the dials I set with you here painstakingly. You know what I should do, Jared? I should take all these buttons and dials and like drop super glue in them so they cannot uh, be moved. Okay, a better idea, just take a Sharpie and just draw a little line where it is, okay? Don't glue it. That wouldn't help because then I don't know which buttons are pushed in or pushed out. Oh, I could do a little I or O. I-O. Do I-O and little lines where the level is. Don't super glue it. Why not? <laughs> like a little drop down the... Uh, and it would dry before it hits anything crucial, maybe. <laughs> okay, you do you. I gave that stuff to you. It's your equipment. Do whatever you want with it. Oh, Jer. Yeah, that's great. I've been really tempted to... Um, you know how... this I Jer, so thankful for the equipment you have given me. But you know this cord here? This one that attaches the microphone to the yeah. thing? <laughs> It's like 35 feet long, and I sit uh, right about 16 inches from where it gets plugged in. Right. So, I mean, 35-foot cable, like, it's a lot for me to wind up. It's brick hassle. It's heavy. And um, I'm not, like, I was thinking, like, can I cut this thing? And then I'm at church working the sound booth. And you see a mini one. And, like, oh, little 36-inch cable. Do I steal it? <laughs> <laughs> and what conclusion have you come to? Well, okay. I mean, I could bring in this one and replace it with the mini one, essentially upgrading myself. And I mean, I don't know. Would it be an upgrade for them? Probably too. It's probably a win-win. Okay, Open Road Podcast listeners, welcome back. Jer, welcome back, even more so than our listeners. You know what? I've been around the world, and I'm feeling refreshed, and thank Thanks you for, for the, being here. Thank you for the warm welcome back. Uh, Calvin, you took a long sabbatical from your life, and I was annoyed, yes. and then I proceeded to do the same. Were you annoyed? Okay, I was annoyed when you stiffed me on a phone call today. I was like, what is with this guy? What is his problem? Doesn't answer my phone call. Doesn't text me back. Dude, I only saw that phone call after I got home from a meeting in downtown Toronto in the late afternoon. I was in the middle of one of the biggest meetings of my life when you called, and I was not going to have you ruin my sales year. I don't get that because when I call, Jer, like you n do not know what I was about to come out of my mouth. So it could be <laughs> unbelievable. That is true. You could have so said. Like, I, I do <laughs> not like the fact that you risked it. <laughs> risked not answering your call in my meeting i think like how dare you you know what would have been a good thing for you to say that really would have piqued my attention what's that imagine you could blank 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 <laughs> what would you say <laughs> if i could change your life right now for the rest of your life by blank 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 jerry if you closed your pitch today with that with a line like that I will be so proud of you. <laughs> it was actually a really good, uh, a really good pitch. It's one of those moments where you're like feeling in the zone, not because you're selling, but because you're helping people with their problems. You know? Yes. So that was really that's a, good. That's really cool, right? Yes. 
That's, that takes us. That takes the sales thing out of your brain, right? Because then you're just in help mode. But it's sales mode. Yes. Okay, we all know why I'm here. I have something, but it can help you. Right. So. Yeah, you never want to open with that. But anyway, do we want to talk about work or we want to talk about vacation party mode? Hells no, Jer. <laughs> We're talking about vacay party mode. We're talking about, uh, what's a drink in Mexico? Tequila, right? Mar- yeah, in margaritas. Margarita tequila. So I've never had either of those. So get this. This is the funny thing, too. What's up? I had never really had a margarita either. And when I told people that, they were like weirded out. And I kind of agreed because it's a very common drink. Um, All right. But, A, I've, I haven't been to like the Caribbean in my adult life where I'm like drinking. So And when would I ever buy tequila? And I would never order a margarita at a restaurant. So... I got to have this amazing new experience of sipping a beautiful, fresh, limey, cold margarita under a shade tent with the warm ocean breeze in my face. And I have Unbelievable. to tell you, it was spectacular. <laughs> How was the view? We're talking beaches. We're talking water. We're talking chicks in bikinis. Sand castles. So is that your new thing now? You're into margaritas? Well, this was interesting. Like, again, Katie and I were talking. We're like, we're not sun people, but we're definitely warm shade people. There's something about being out the ocean side. You don't have to be in the sun. I am one with the shade hog. Like, honestly. And I'll tell you this. The margaritas taste just as good in the shade. I don't. I do not get the whole laying it in the sun uh, just roasting away it makes no sense to me yep i'm i'm with you so i mean we really did have the uh pretty much the a a really nice balanced vacation a couple of beach days fishing day on the ocean we did like one of those dune buggy races through the jungle it was the nice blend of relaxing adventure and i read a book believe it or not it was awesome that sounds unbelievable all in a week so uh what's a week uh, it was like Saturday to Saturday. Was this like a resort you went to? We um, we went with uh, Katie's parents, and they had a friend who had a condo down there, so we actually stayed at a condo and then took day trips out. Uh, when after you said Katie's parents, I took a drink, but I missed the womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude! They listen to this. What do you mean womp womp? <laughs> so okay, so sorry. Uh, condo in what's where in Mexico? It's not going to mean anything to me. I've never, I've never been there. Yeah, but me just t- just tell me how far down. Well, this was interesting because I was like, "Oh, we're going to Cancun. Who knows where that is? It's like the bottom of the shoehorn." Okay, so on the Gulf like, side. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So like bottom pocket. Bottom pocket, Gulf side, Atlantic. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. So it was good. Um, and yeah, like I probably did have a few too many margaritas over the whole experience. Like, but you just got to keep them flowing, you know. But what's the draw? Like, you still have what's the pitch? Are they like locale? Is it just super tasty? Is it really ultra refreshing? Very tasty, very refreshing. Um, yes, that's that's it. I think. And like, so there's like a lot of fresh lime, so it's tangy and sweet. And then there's like the salt rim, so you have the sweet and salty going on. And it just is, I don't know, it's just a good drink. And it's, and it's pretty, People, it's pretty strong. Like it's tequila, orange liqueur, and like lime juice. So it's, 
it's like pretty punchy. Oh yeah! Wow. Okay. That's that's cool. I mean, I'm not into that, but I mean, I definitely could be. You get into weird things when you're on vacation, right? Like you get into the little routines and modes. Like you probably will never have a, a, a margarita until your next vacation. You got it. Probably not. I know I got it, but however, that would be a money thing for you to be ordering in restaurants now. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I had them in Mexico. They're amazing. <laughs> Always followed up by a story of your vacation in Mexico, <laughs> which everyone always wants to hear. Everyone always wants to hear it. Just a disaster. Jared, like, speaking of the topic of alcohol, like, I don't know what's going on. I may be, like, just, I mean, uh, engaging in some dog-like behavior in my mind. Okay. But, Jared, I got, like, I had beer in my fridge. Okay. And I got gifted a beer. I don't often have beer at home. Yep. Had a beer, got it the other night from a friend, gave it to me, nice little craft brew. I was thinking about it today. I was like, oh, yeah, when I get home tonight, I'm going to podcast with Jer. We're not going out tonight, and I'm going to crack this beer. It's going to be great. Driving home today, mouth literally watering like a dog thinking <laughs> about this beer. Like, what am I and what am I getting so worked up about? It's just the beer. But my mind is like, no, it's going to be awesome. And then I get home. I'm, like, excited about it. I, like, didn't have it with you. I was like, no. Declined it. No, not with dinner, with Jer. And then, and the podcast. And it's this whole little thing. So I got all set up with my podcast stuff. And then you were going to be five more minutes. So I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm bringing the beer back to the fridge. And I'm actually putting it in the freezer to bring it down a couple degrees, hopefully. Mm. So then when I bring it out, it'll be like even crispier mm. and tastier. And it'll last a little longer. And then now I'm just sipping away, enjoying myself, and thinking, this beer is ruling my life. <laughs> So I think I, I really appreciate that self-analysis, and it's a very important question to ask yourself on a regular yes. basis. Am I yes. addicted to X? Here's my other question for you. Yes. How often have you felt this way about beer? Almost every time. <laughs> <laughs> if you know. It's, but I, I, here's what I can't figure out here. Is it the beer or is it the treat of beer? It's a treat because I figured this out because I'm not allowed to have that at work or during the day, really. Right. So this is like an exclusive thing to home, and it represents social, and it represents my friends. I got it from a friend. I'm enjoying it with a friend. It represents relaxation, uh, and it's like a treat. And then we can always get into the whole, you know, undeserved treats in our daily life that we're always working toward these treats. Much like a dog, I worked for this, and I'm just reveling in the treat. What do you think you have to do to deserve a treat? That was an interesting word you used. Yes, what do I have to deserve? To, um, so for me right now, what do I have to do? <clears throat> I, you're quartering me right now, and I'm going to go with it. I think that I have to, because I'm trying to be so decisive, I think I have to do something for a whole day. To get the treat, unless it depends on the day, though. If it's a Saturday, <laughs> if it's a Saturday, that's like no whole. Like I'm like I treat whenever I want. It's my day. But I'll wake up and have a treat. But in a different day, you need to do something to get the treat. Is what you'd say. On this Thursday, I think I deserve the treat. But if I had a really sucky day at work and I was like not feeling it, I might feel less deserving. Hmm, that's interesting. But I, I did good work today, so I feel like oh yeah, it's like even tastier because of that. Can can I do something that we don't always do on this podcast? Yes. Let's see them all. Uh, uh, um, uh, 
here's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to drop some fat insights that I learned from the book that I read on my vacation. Drop some knowledge on me. You know, we don't always do this where we're like, oh, here's a few things we want to talk about. But this book was ex- an excellent read, and it, and it I think, uh, relates to adventure in some interesting ways, even the way that we do this podcast. So the book was called Better Than Before, and it's a book about forming good habits. And it starts by okay. talking a little bit about basically how our habits are really the things that form and shape our existence and how when we take control of our habits, when things become automatic, um, life can get a lot easier and make room for the things that really matter. And bad habits you... like prevent you from having a great life is kind of the idea. Did you just read that off the back of the book? No, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just summarizing. I'm that okay. I'm that good. That's what kind of what I do for a living. You know what I'm saying? So continue. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, that was a joke. Um, so there's a chapter in there, and it is literally all about treats. So I want to hit you with some knowledge about treats. How? Where did I land? What did I write about the treat thing? You were close. I'm gonna broaden your understanding. Damn it! No, I'm gonna broaden your understanding of treats, and I'm gonna make you feel so good about sipping on that beer. Yes. What you were talking about... Justify it. Yes. What you were talking about, Calvin, was actually not a treat. You were talking about a reward. And if you're doing something through the day and then you get the beer, that's actually a reward. So if that beer is a treat... Yes. If it's a treat, truly feel absolutely no guilt, no shame. If the beer is truly a treat, you just give yourself a treat whenever you want. That's what treat means, basically. That's what treat and, means. But, but you're saying that's very different from a reward. Correct. Reward is because I think I deserve it? Yeah. Like a, So here's the thing that's very interesting, and it talked about this. If you're like trying to give up alcohol, as an example, you're like, I don't want to get I, – I just want to give up alcohol. And then you go a week without drinking, and on the weekend, you're like, I'm going to treat myself with a beer. Well – that is not really a good thing to do because that's a like that would be like a bad reward and it actually doesn't help you foster a good habit. Right. So what you're saying is a reward is required after the beer thing but yeah, I'm just having a hard time with like like the the treat then seems too ambiguous to me. And that's the But is that is is that the point? Here's the thing. You like it it was actually a neat chapter like there's people who are like a treat can be anything to anybody. Like some some people, they like, oh, like walking to go get the mail is a treat to me because I get to go outside and sniff the roses and whatever. So I yeah. think, I don't know if beer is necessarily in the treat category for you. It might be in a different category and it might be like maybe un, in an unhealthy one. But this idea of treats is like things that you like that are not inherently like bad for you. Don't feel bad about enjoying a treat. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess it kind of needs to be defined like I probably can't have beer as a treat, Jer, because of my infatuation with it. Right. So when I was – it actually gave me a really good um, framework for thinking about smoking a pipe. Yes. Because I really enjoy smoking a bit of pipe tobacco every once in a while. And reading Getting that – haul off the old pipe. Reading, reading that chapter was like, oh, no, I, I kind of view that as, as a treat. It sits in my drawer. It's sat in here since we, like, had a little bit of pipe on our Pittsburgh trip. I haven't touched it since. 
But if I want to do that, that's going to be a little treat. It's just going to be for me. And that's the place that it has in my life. I don't need to feel bad about smoking because I'm not addicted or anything like that. I know it's not healthy for you, but it's it's a treat. It's not something that I do or it's not a habit. So because right. the beer drinking maybe has become a little bit of a habit, then it kind of maybe falls into a different category of perpetuating a habit that you may or may not want to change, right? Yes, um, right, right. Right, like if every night you're coming home and saying, I deserve a beer and it's a treat, well, then you've you have a habit of craving and desiring that beer and drinking it. I don't think it's a habit though because I don't like we I we, we don't keep beer in the house really ever. Yeah, no, you're right. But I, if, if if there happened to be beer, Jer, like if I had people on the weekend and I had like six beers left over on a Monday, they would be gone pretty quick. Dude, I'm so with you. They do not last. They it's impossible for them to last. Oh, they are gone. Yep, yeah, totally and but then gone. if I don't have them, I don't really think about it. No. But because I knew this was in the fridge, isn't that so weird? It's weird. I knew this was literally here waiting for me. <laughs> but if it wasn't, it's not like, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. Um, so the other thing that was really interesting about this book that was a, like a fascinating um, revelation for me is kind of a, a maybe a controversial statement. And that's goals are bad. Goals are bad. Come and, on, Jer. What? <laughs> and, and I'm going to elaborate. Is... <laughs> I'm going to elaborate. No. No, just no, leave just it. Just leave it at that. Because um, obviously goals aren't like very goals bad. Goals bad. Margarita, good. Margarita, good. But here's what I realized. Um, so do you remember? <laughs> this, is so, so this is also just so money. You're coming back from uh, <laughs> Mexican vacation, coming back and saying this. I know. It's all funny. <laughs> pushing your <laughs> pushing your vibe on everyone. That, and that's why I said we don't do this because this is so dumb. But, the Jamaicans don't have a word for a goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, let me hit you with this revelation I had on vacation, dude. I'm coming back a new man. <laughs> But here's the thing, and this was true for me. Do you remember what I did way back in May when we talked on the podcast and I was all fired up about it? What you did in May? Yeah. I have no idea. I ran, Do I have a hint? I ran 50K in May. Do you remember that now? 50K in May. Bay Bay. Yes, I do. And that was a goal. And that was good because I hit my goal. I set it and it was... It was uh, I did it and it was fulfilling for a moment. And I was like, oh, cool. I can actually do that. Ask me how many times I've run since then. I know the answer is like two. The answer is like two. So if the name of the game is forming new productive habits. That didn't do it. Goals are actually not that helpful. There's this line in the book that just punched me in the face. No finish lines. Whoa. Which is hard for people to wrap their heads around, Jer. For habits, there are no finish lines. That's scary. Right. That's just life. You just can you just add that into your life and that's part of your day. You got it. And so that is very difficult for people. I would say that's why a lot of New Year's resolutions fail. It's because they're not habits. They are mostly goals. And either you can kind of say, oh, that wasn't for me or that I did it kind of or or it is a habit and habits are hard to form and people don't understand what it takes to achieve uh, a true like to get to the place where you have a habit. Right, right. So I like that. I, yeah, that was, works well with my life. That works well with my lifestyle. So I'm very I, happy about that. Yeah. So I've been. I, I've always questioned the goal, the, the end goal, especially when it comes to physical fitness and weight loss. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. But it's no, it's, this is part of my life and I'm healthy because of it. And that's it. You got that's it. That's just it. You got it. And so once the, those things become automatic for you, it's again, it's not about the finish line. It's not about the goal. It's about a habit that is keeping your balance and making you a healthy person. And that was just a, a actually a really helpful revelation because I think like there's they also talk about the different types of people and how you make habits and as i learn more about myself with the little framework they outlined i'm like yeah like i'm someone who doesn't really want to set a habit unless i really see that it that it's useful for me and then but before i was like well if it doesn't have a goal that's useful i don't want to do it but now that i have this understanding of no no no, there's no finish line to this i'm kind of like ooh, that's pretty good right so that's interesting i'm just trying to think about that right now because I got into working out recently, and I have been, yeah. uh, but very very simply, just at my house, and I do push-ups, sit-ups, and chin-ups. Right. All the ups, Jer. Ups. I do all the ups. Ups, ups, ups. Okay, I'm just going up, up, up. Um, now, I'm, it got me thinking, remember when you were at my house a little while ago, and you were on this 30-day little workout thing? Yes. And you were like, we were having a conversation in my living room, and then you just had to do, it's 10 minutes or something. You just had to do it because you were said you're going to do it every day. Yep. And you started grunting away on the floor in here. <laughs> and then I was sitting, and I was like, what's this guy's deal? Like, why does he feel that he has to do this right now? Um, but I'd never worked out before. And now I feel like I started doing this every day, and I feel like I got to do this every day. Because I like doing it every day. I like that that's like, I like that I did it today every time and then i'm going to do it tomorrow and it's like this little but it's like this little mini goal do you understand jer right this is like a little mini goal that like yeah i'm trying to make this a part of my life and a habit but the goal is just doing it and that is exactly what the book talks about where you can't have the reward be like i do this then i get a beer the reward has right the reward has to be the habit itself so that was another crazy thing that where it was like no, when you get up and do your 10 push-ups, that was the reward. You did it. Right, right. But no, okay. we like to give ourselves all kinds of rewards and all these pats on the back for doing the right thing. No, the reward is the habit itself and it becoming part of your life. And that was also a cool insight. Yeah, and that's also like I think like the greater motivator because like you deciding that you're going to work out for six weeks before your Mexican vacation. <laughs> that's like, eh, that's kind of weak. Like that's kind of like, that's so frivolous to me. Like that doesn't really do anything long-term for you. Well, and honestly, it doesn't really do anything short-term either. Well, and that was the other thing. Like when I started that P90X, I was like, oh, half an hour a day for three months and I can finish it by the time the new year hits. I was like easily set a goal. It had a clear finish line. And it wasn't about me being healthy. It was just about me doing a thing. I like that. I like that. Um, Jer, so slight sidetrack, but I was talking to a friend on the phone today and he just joined a gym and I was like, I've become a little bit interested in gyms, a little tempted. Like I'm trying to like test the water, see what's out there. And I was like, oh, talk to me about the plan. What's it cost? What are the amenities? What's included? What's not included? And then he went through this list and it's like, sounds like it's pretty bare bones. I was like, does it have towels? No. Change rooms? Yeah. Showers? Yeah. Sauna? No. Steam room? No. Pool? No. <laughs> and I was like, eh, it's kind of dust. It doesn't have all those things that I really want. And he's like, yeah, but it does have unlimited tanning beds. No. <laughs> and I was like, what the frick? How hilarious is it? Unlimited tanning. Of all the things to invest in. Unlimited. 
limited tanning bed privileges. D- does he use it? No, he just started. Oh, but he, yeah, that was part of the sell, though. That's awesome. But like, how, like, how, they just must have figured, like, people want this more. That That's not that uncommon, actually, believe it or not. I get it, but, like, how, but that over a sauna? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they yeah. had to do a trade-off like that, or if it's just easier to put a bed in versus a build a sauna. It's definitely, it's definitely easier to buy, like, a $5,000 tanning bed or something. Freestanding unit. Is that all they cost? So start a business. <laughs> Is there businesses like that? Yes, of course. Tanning salons. You would be good, man. You would be that guy that's like owns a tanning salon, but like has never been in it. Ooh. And just hears it's great. Like I know it's great, <laughs> but I'm not gonna do it. I'm not, I'm not touching it. Not touching that thing. Oh, that's funny. Um, that yeah, that is interesting. Would you consider joining? Not really. I'm trying to like do it a little more out of the box. Right. So like, I just feel like it just doesn't it doesn't fit my lifestyle. I've got to determined. Yeah, and that right now. Well, and see, that's the other interesting thing. Like, we often think, oh, we need to do this elaborate whatever. But no, if you build your little up up ups into your life, that is so much better than someone like me doing three months of half an hour and then never doing it again. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So um, I di- So on that train of doing it a little out of the box, I did something a little weird recently, Jared. Hit me. Last night, my first night of men's badminton league. Okay. So I, I'm text. Uh, this is hilarious. So I'm texting Calvin. I'm like, when can we record this week? He's like, Monday. No, going to my friend's place. Tuesday. No, I'm going doing this. Wednesday. No, badminton league. And I just let that hang because I thought you were completely <laughs> messing with me. He's like, I'm like Thursday. You're like, yeah. I'm like, as if this guy put badminton league in there. It's like him putting croquet in there or curling just to mess with me. <laughs> so, dude. Badminton, pretty freaking fun. Very fun. Tell me more. So I will tell you more. I will. Um, I got onto this like this guy that I used to work with. I will. Don't guy, think I won't do it. Started going, and I'm like, yeah, sounds kind of fun. I used to like badminton in like high school. So like, haven't played badminton easily ten years. Yep. Um, I go. I bring a buddy. Same situation. Not good. Uh, him and I are batting the old bird around, and we're feeling like I'm like, oh. I'm all right. Like I'm making, like I'm doing pretty good. Getting a little workout on. I'm making Phil dance a bit. I'm feeling like, yeah, okay, I'm doing all right. I see this older guy, pretty big guy. He's uh, he's just smashing like like playing playing against the wall yeah. by himself. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, um, let's do let's go. <laughs> you me so <laughs> singles. So I go. Um, guy works. Oh me, no Jared. doubt. Like standing still. Like I'm like splattered all over the court <laughs> like front corner back corner like just kills me like i could not get i couldn't catch my breath that's Jared. amazing guys like standing as like he's like tall long arms standing bomp 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 like just making me dance <laughs> you know he's having the time of his life yeah oh yeah 100 100 percent. so like anyways just a very fun sport and like i'm just dogged by the end of that night. and now you're an elite such a, such a good yeah Every Wednesday night. You just go and play. Where is it at? The community center or something? Uh, one of the high schools. Oh, nice. That's awesome. How many courts are there? Uh, there are six or eight courts. Dang. It's a lot. Yeah, dude. It's There's a lot. Oh, man. I. It's actually funny. I was trying to think of something along those lines that, again, can sort of become a bit of a habit. Like Wednesday night comes along. It's social. It's energizing. It's... 
I, dude, I, this is all that. I know. It's like competitive. I know. I know. It's social. You sweat. I know. That's so good. You get a skill. It's it's pretty fun. There is, and it's hilarious because it's badminton and everyone chirps it. Because <laughs> <laughs> all my friends are playing hockey Wednesday night. I yeah yeah that's that's so funny. It's a sport for us non hockey guys. Oh, I play badminton. <laughs> I it's remember it was good. actually really popular in high school. There were like a, a couple of tournaments that people would just join. Like it wasn't like a full year round thing, but um, people really, really took to it. Hey, I think people can get into it. It was like that sport that was kind of not that cool, but then a bunch of cool people joined it and made it cool. You know what I mean? People think it's not cool until they play and then they realize it's a ton of fun. Very fun. And like more fun than tennis. More fun than ping pong. Way more fun than tennis. You can pick it up way quicker than tennis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And very low, very low buy-in, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you need your runners and a racket. Yes. Well, and this, is this to me, is almost exactly what connects this idea of habits to adventure. Because um, just like with this podcast, we've tried to make it a regular routine, a habit of us discussing adventure, making sure we're regularly looking for ways to find adventure in our everyday. Because if you don't do it every day... It, your whole life is, is just going to pass you by. If you're not saying yes to those little opportunities, uh, if that's not your mindset, uh, and if you're not finding a way to practice that, uh, it's not going to happen. And then if you don't deliberately do stuff like go to badminton league, you're not going to, you're just not going to do anything. So I feel like there's this other neat, I agree. This other neat connection um, between like this idea of, okay, let's set a goal to do a big adventure. Cool. You can do it. No problem. But is that really the adventurous lifestyle, you know? Right. So, Jared, stepping to build on that a little more and kind of my big goal for 2019 that I would, you know, have been thinking a lot about since the new year is uh, just to sum it up in one word is decisive. And I think all of that comes from having a very decisive mind and a de decisive personality allows you to um, just pull the trigger on things quicker without necessarily painfully thinking about things too much do you think you do that uh i think i have done that but i just my goal is just to be perhaps overly decisive Ooh. and and more so more so speed wise like i just notice when i ask someone questions and they need some time to think about it i want an answer now and i want to be able to like i want to be able to like say yes no we're doing a wednesday pulling the trigger on things getting it rolling yeah, I think that is the attitude of someone who gets things done, right? You, you're you like, Here, right. here's what we want to do. Let's go do it. Let's not, okay, yeah, let's ask questions, but let's not waste our time on. Example, last year I knew about the badminton league. I was very interested in the badminton league, but I did not pull a trigger on it. And But this year I just said, I'm doing it. Good example. I'm going. Great example. Great example. And because of that, I had a great time. And I've got a, perhaps a new really fun habit. You will continue to have a great time. Very rewarding. How many Meeting new people. How many of your buddies are in it? I got one buddy so far, but I can recruit more. Of course you can. I got one other guy interested. Did you buy new shorty shorts? I No, I bought nothing, Jared. The dude that I emailed that runs it, um, I asked him, what do I need to bring? And he's like, you need to bring like badminton gear. And I was like, and I texted or I emailed him back. I was like, I don't have a racket. He's like, okay. I'll bring rackets. He's like, I bring rackets every week. So for guys who don't have them, I was like, perfect. So he's got like tons of rackets. Also hilarious. I've never met this guy before, but I went there last night. And then I had to go change and my buddy went in 
And then the guy that runs it, he's like, hey, yeah, come on in. The rackets are in the bag there. So I just reach into the racket. I pull out a racket. And he's like, no, 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 not that one, not that one. That's mine. It's like 500 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, and then I've never met the guy before, but I was like, ah, I was like, why not? I'm worth it. <laughs> Trying to like, it's like, I was like, no, 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 I want this racket. This is the one I want. You should not have said that. <laughs> and they're like waving it around and <laughs> And then I finally picked on it, but I was uber dissatisfied with it. <laughs> and I like continually blaming my crap racket after I that. Love that so much. <laughs> so I felt. And then I, and my buddy was like, "Hey, do you know him?" And I was like, "No," but I guess he was probably a little uncomfortable after that. Right. That right, I questioned right. him so hard on taking the good racket. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Can anyone just drop in on a Wednesday night? I think it's fairly dropping like, oh, and the other thing was like, you have to pay for it. Yeah. And I was like, what's the membership rating? And he's like, oh, it's $50 for the season, which is October to May. And I was like, yeah, but you know, what do I got to pay? It's not October. Right. He's like, fine, 20 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, he didn't. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, 20 bucks. Fine. But then I get that. I'm like, well, what's, who gets this 20 bucks? (laughs) Where does it go? Who gets it? <laughs> Why am I paying? That is so awesome. It's obviously free to use the school. Right, right. And yes, I'm using all his gear. Yeah, I was going to say, you. it's insurance on his racket that you're going to break. <laughs> well, 100% break it, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, man, that is... I love that. I'm You saying that and you talking about being decisive has got me all fired up. And I'm like, you know what? Dude. One day, I'm going to wake up super early in the morning i'm gonna like drive to muskoka work remotely for the day and join in on badminton one night okay this is the thing jeremy it's not about thinking about that it's just like doing i'm it. gonna do it on wednesday that's what i mean or i'm like wednesday it's doing i'm doing it on wednesday what's next wednesday if i don't have I'm a meeting deciding. why wouldn't i do it i know because it's awesome it's very cool um the other uh, other thing that i just want to tie in about adventure that i think is nice that we've done is buying the RV because that thing without a doubt forces us to have more adventure and go get in the habit of going two or three times a year and doing something cool. Yeah. It's that little thing that forces us to do it. Yeah. We can't stand to let it sit. No. So, I mean, that's maybe a little bit of a stretch. Oh, I just hung up on you. I don't know how that happened. Pause. Yeah, you definitely clicked hang up. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I was just saying, yeah, that RV is so helpful for making sure that we stay in the habit of yes. Of there's no more than like a three month period where we don't do something cool. Right, right. You know. Uh well, um, I mean, but there is in the winter. <laughs> yeah, in the winter, but we did a winter trip in November, <laughs> so we just got a few months to go. Yeah, well, no, this is the month. This is three months. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, are we doing something or what? <laughs> The answer is, we're being decisive. The answer is yes. The answer is that we're driving it to badminton. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dude. Yes, dude. Um, Oh, the other thing that I just want to say, on this this show, we've talked about our problems with that RV and the incredible feeling of overcoming a hurdle when it breaks down. Dude. Dude. Yes. So yes, can I continue, but I got a money thought on this. So I don't know what your money thought is, but my money thought is a I don't we don't usually like make recommendations of other podcasts, but 
Uh, Calvin and I both listened to the Bad Christian podcast and their episode number 430 that was posted on January 29th. These guys talk about this amazing story about getting their bus running and describe better than Calvin and I, I think, ever have why we have that stupid thing and what like what it feels like to overcome a hurdle in that thing. And I yes. think you sh- and I think everyone should go listen to it. You've heard us talk about it, but they describe it really well in that episode. It, and that's so, so true. Yeah, I heard I listened to that last week. It's very true. I felt very uh, akin to that. Yeah, it, it's hilarious because they had this one line where they were like um they said something along the lines of like people don't believe in that rig and they just like ask us why they have it, but what they don't understand is you don't have to believe in the rig. You got to believe in me. Right. Which I was like, that is right. so awesome. I'm like, believe in me. It's not about the rig. It's about Calvin and I. So if you, if you want to question our ability to keep like that thing on the road, it's not about the rig. We, we know it's as crap as it is. It's about us keeping it yes. alive. So I thought that, that was so like, true, Jer. And I was like, like okay, amazing yeah. thing that came out of the rig in my everyday today which i volunteered myself for adventure but it backfired hard on me was that we had a transport truck um that was down in orangeville and it was like got the call he's like oh blew the serpentine belt can't get anywhere we're like okay um someone this i I didn't do this but like it was someone else um all right call dave the mechanic get him down there oh dave's up in the bush he can't get down there and then there's me i was like serpentine belt i've changed like five of those this summer on the rv put me in coach did they put you in? They did not put me in, <laughs> In lieu of the mechanic. They did not send say. the sales guy slash stand-up comedian aficionado. No, what you don't understand, guys, I put five of these in. Wait, wait, Calvin, you put five in in the same vehicle? Yeah, it broke so many times after I did it. <laughs> I can do this. I don't know why they kept breaking, but I put them on again. Yeah, so good, Jer. <laughs> oh, but I mean, really I felt funny. like, hey, I know what that is. I know how that is. Yeah, uh, and you know the, the the bummer feeling it is. Right. So anyway, did you listen to that episode? Like, how money was that? Yeah, no, I fully did. So good. And also, I love that kind of really fun part of fixing a machine like that is trying to do it over the phone, talking to someone who's more qualified. It's like phoning a friend on so who wants good. to be a millionaire. So but, good. like, really, the stakes are just way higher. Way higher. Way higher than a Way months. higher, Regis. So, so anyway, there's some, there's some conversation about adventure and habits. And, th- again, that's why this podcast, even though we're not always out on the road, has been so good. Because it just is regularly reminding us to find meaning and excitement in all the little things like a badminton league or a good book or a nice margarita on the beach. Our lives aren't crazy. We're just trying to embrace every little bit of them. Right? You got it. Cool, man. Well, let's get some interviews set up. What do you say? Yeah, dude, we got some right to rock and roll. If you're going to be here, I mean, I'm here now. We're both, like, feeling good off our, you know, issued uh, vacations. Let's just hit it. Let's hit it. Let's go first and 15th of the month, two podcasts a month. We can do that. We can do it. We are doing it. Decide, decisive, you and me in this together. Awesome. Open road pod. Listeners, watch out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed today's show. Share it with your friends if you think they'd like it, too. And we hope you go out and find yourself some more adventure.